I'm Nisha Thambe, and I'm back with episode three of Inside Startup Battlefield. In this episode, we'll be meeting with the Startup Battlefield 200. Out of thousands of applicants, this is the pool of companies from which the top 20 are selected to pitch on stage. While we focused on the top companies in episodes one and two, the work of these 180 remaining companies is no less impressive. During TechCrunch Disrupt, the Battlefield 200 pitch, network, and connect with investors, fellow founders, and potential partners on the show floor. From this high-energy environment, TC writers Devin Coldaway and Harry Weber introduced us to seven of these companies, Alt School, Riff Robotics, Sigo Seguros, Studio Box, BEFC, Gaia, and Operti, and guide us through their experience as part of the startup Battlefield 200. I'm Harry. I'm here on the floor of TechCrunch Disrupt 2022. Could you just tell us a little bit about what your product is and why you're here? We make paper-based compostable batteries. We're a mobile-first auto insurance provider focused on immigrant and working class communities here in the U.S. Optory removes your personal information from the internet. We're building a product that uses computer vision and robotics to inspect surgical instruments. StudioBox is a all-in-one solution for remote video production. So I'm here with Alt School. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little about your company? Okay, my name is Adawali Yusuf. I'm the CEO of Alt School Africa. We are a company that is equipping the workforce of Africa. When you think of Africa, we have the youngest population in the world and we don't have the right to quality education or skills. So we are bringing that to the table. We're using technology online to give people the best skill no matter where they are. We are location agnostic and we support students anywhere. What is it that is specific to like the students in Africa? Like, What do they need that's not being served by other people in the education sector? 420 million people have been excluded from education just because of where they are born. Now that we have technology, we don't need to build a traditional school like Harvard or Stanford, but we can use technology to give them this knowledge. Someone in a remote area or village in Africa can actually learn from someone in Silicon Valley. The Startup Battlefield 200 cohort is our inaugural class. We used to only select 20 companies, but realized very quickly that we were missing out on innovation. The show floor really proved us right in our decision to expand. This cohort has startups from all parts of the globe and across multiple different kinds of industries. We got a lot of companies applying who were AI companies, which makes a lot of sense given the current market. Also, we saw a lot of future of work security companies hardware, and a decent number of clean tech companies as well. Because this is a curated slice of the startup world, just the very nature of that curation is an insight into what the industry values, and it's reflected in this kind of microcosm deliberately. Hey, this is Devin Coldaway, and I've been at TechCrunch for a really long time. I'm primarily a writer and reporter at every conference, you have the people who are there because they paid $5,000. And then maybe you have people who are there because of the merit of their approach or their company or whatever. And I think that all of the companies that we had there are the latter. They were simply selected because they were cool. It was really hard to pick companies, even to pick 200, because we get to look at the best and the brightest making all these incredible changes. But this cohort is really amazing. Hi everyone, I'm Sophia. I'm the US business developer for BFC. 
We make paper-based compostable batteries for low-power electronics. The aim is to replace button cells from IoT devices so that we can give a sustainable option. Our batteries, they would get activated with the presence of liquid. So we can get activated with blood, saliva, sweat, but also rainwater, river water, Coca-Cola. <laughs> like, What are some specific products that our readers would know? Clear Blue, the pregnancy tests. So our first proof of concept was replacing those batteries with ours, functions just right, and avoids toxic batteries that have self-combustion issues and such. I'm Nestor Hugo Solari. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Sigo Seguros, and we're a mobile-first auto insurance provider focused on immigrant and working-class communities here in the U.S. Why is this needed specifically? So you have your traditional insurance providers that are really ignoring the market and have ignored the demographic shift that we've had in our country. So today, 100% of the tens of millions of Spanish speakers that needed auto insurance were forced to brick and mortar or the phone. And by automating that, we cut out a lot of these fees. And have you found that the demand is there? Yeah, we're growing really fast. I mean, can't keep up. Would love to pour more money into it. Walking into the startup battlefield show floor at TechCrunch Disrupt is kind of like going to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, except you're a tech lover. Everywhere you turn is a startup pitching you their company, demoing their products. There are banners showing which segments and industries are represented or geographies, and we can go pop over to this part of the world or pop over into this segment. Every founder is excited to be able to share what they're doing and what they're building. This year was a different style. It felt cool. It felt like everybody was kind of scoping everybody out. You know, everybody would do a turn around the floor and be like, wow, I can actually use some of these things. Or like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Or, you know, I heard about these guys. I'm so glad to see them here. It felt like a community of cool startups. Being in that space, it's just, it is a tech lover's candy land. Is this, is this thing right here yours? It looks sort of like a, well, the first thing I thought was a Ghostbusters backpack. So why does it look this way? What, what's going on with this tech? We're using uh, LiDAR, which is one of the technologies that's really common in autonomous vehicles. But instead of detecting vehicles or pedestrians on a road, we're measuring trees and automating a lot of that, that kind of data acquisition. Why would you want this data? Why do you need to know the health of a forest? Oh, I love this question. So by and large, the biggest thing holding back forestry as a solution for carbon sequestration comes down to trust. Specifically means carbon verification and carbon accounting. We're building up a model that creates a lot of value for timber companies by doing these inventories and helping them optimize their operations. But we can make you even more money by changing your behaviors in slight ways and compensating those changed behaviors with carbon credits. Honestly, what gets me out of bed in the morning, and same with Matt or anyone on my team, what gets us excited and to work on Gaia is, is carbon, is making a, a really awesome and scaled impact towards fighting climate change. I'm Ian Smith. I'm a co-founder and the lead tech AV nerd. Hey, I'm Max Ostrov, uh, another co-founder of StudioBox. StudioBox is a all-in-one solution for remote video production. We took everything you need to pull off a film shoot, put it into a portable case that we can ship all over the world. Sets up in about a minute, and then a, a remote operator takes control and, and runs the entire shoot. Right, and it, you can't see it because this is audio, but like it's basically one of those big hard cases you see cameras in. You just open it up, and there's a camera pointing right at you. There's a monitor and everything. The picture looks good. They got a bunch of celebrities on screen who are like, oh, they, they look pretty good. I would be happy <laughs> if I was you know, getting that shot. Thank you. So thank you. you started this during the pandemic, right? Like, Correct. And it seems like such a natural fit, but now things are changing. Like, can you tell us a little about that journey from like, oh, this is absolutely needed to like, this is going to be an interesting, but maybe optional part of the new like remote world. Things are still 
moving quickly in, in the company. It did not slow down. I mean, the big thing is that we're saving content creators a lot of money. Right, and, and so you come from a traditional production background, but this is really a tech startup. You're doing software, you're doing hardware. Can you tell me a little about like how that brought you to Disrupt? Yeah, it's been a, a huge learning curve in tech. We were shooting films and TV a year ago, and now we're talking to our CTOs, coding, you know, the background. Yeah, I'll say just because yeah, this, go ahead, is, this go ahead. is called Disrupt, yeah. so I should use that word. Use the we word. are disrupting remote video production in that we're trying to, to really democratize it for everybody. Like our software, we're trying to make it so that if you don't know a lot about cameras and how to manually control them, we're going to try to remove that element so just more and more people can, can shoot a professional video. So it's very humbling to be here, but energizing as well, for sure. Like, we walk away from here even more motivated to get all this done. The top 20 companies we see are great, but we were leaving behind some really incredible founders and we just could not do that. When we decided to expand Startup Battlefield to 200 companies, it's because we want to cover all of these companies and give them that chance, give them that spotlight. What makes it really awesome and magical is bringing so much of the ecosystem together, right? We're meeting some really awesome investors. A lot of great founders. I think that's the best part about TechCrunch and a lot of these other conferences that I've been to. You can meet founders that you admire, that you like, I think, particularly here in SF. Everyone's curious and open-minded and open to network and share stuff. So I really appreciated the attitude of the people here. This is my first TechCrunch Disrupt. It was a lot of fun presenting at Battlefield 200. We've had the opportunity to meet with so many people. I'm Lawrence from Optree, CEO and founder. Optree removes your personal information from the internet using our automated opt-out software. We had a lot of people that were able to come here and just sign up for our app right on the spot, which was great. We had a lot of investors that we spoke with, and we've even actually talked with some potential business partners. Why should we be pursuing privacy when it's so difficult to find these days anyways? We're so used to giving up our privacy. Yeah, that's definitely a really good question. A lot of the customers that we have come from these very scary situations. What we get a lot is domestic violence survivors, for example. So there's people out there that it's almost like a life or death situation. But our biggest segment of growth right now actually is companies. Companies are increasingly looking at what we do as part of their data security posture to remove these personal information of executives or team members that are frontline workers. So there's a, a lot of reasons why people might want to use something like this. There's definitely a growing space. My name is Kevin DeMarco. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Riff Robotics, and we're building a product that uses computer vision and robotics to inspect surgical instruments and assemble them into surgical trays in hospitals. And this is something that happens like, it, it has to happen like hundreds of times every day and for every OR or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like hospitals, because you know, it's a very manual and tedious process of people looking at instruments closely, identifying them, and you know, sometimes blood gets through, or maybe they're missing parts, or they were damaged during cleaning. And if those mistakes aren't found, they result in patient infections or operating room delays. Why do it with robot? And why with a robot arm and not like a special, I don't know, box? Yeah, so we're designing a system that's sort of flexible to not just be for one specific process. We're going to optimize for this bounded problem of surgical instruments, but the idea is we're designing the software such that it can be extended to other parts of the hospital, maybe even other industries in the future. It can be hard to break into this kind of industry, any industry, yeah. especially as a, as, a, as a hardware creator. Mm -hmm. We've actually had surprising access to hospitals, so that allows us to do ethnographic research where we learned about sterile processing, 
interviewing interview surgeons, sterile processing managers, talking about podcasts. We were on a podcast about sterile processing. <laughs> and after that, we had four medical device manufacturers contact us and say, we can kind of tell what you guys are hinting at, what you're building. We want to know if it's done and ready because we know the industry needs this sort of thing. Gotcha. It's an unusual niche to see in like the Disrupt Hall. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I love it. I love having yeah. every different kind of industry and every different kind of thing in here. Like it's AI, it's computer vision, but it's a different application. How has it been to Disrupt? Have you like met a whole different kind of, I don't know, pile of people? Yeah. So we're from Atlanta where, you know, there is a growing venture scene here. I feel like the investors we've been talking to have been really open to it. Um, we've actually had really, students want to come work for us. They love, <laughs> they love our problem. Nice. The students love seeing robotics for good. That's one of the reasons we formed this company. Yeah, absolutely. Startup Battlefield 200 is really the crown jewel for TechCrunch and TechCrunch Disrupt. Our lifeblood is early stage founders. It's what we want to cover, it's what we are hungry about, and it's what inspires us and gives us hope for what the world can look like. You've seen here with a lot of the Startup Battlefield 200 companies, they are building revolutionary technology that is going to change the way we communicate with each other, the way that we travel, the way we practice healthcare, the way that we solve the climate crisis. All these things are essential in our world. And for TechCrunch, having these companies come to TechCrunch Disrupt makes it the place for investors, technologists, corporate partners, governments, private equity, everybody to come to see, hey, these are the top early stage companies. This is the direction that the world is heading in. This is where we should invest in. And this is the kind of change that we can make. It is the lighthouse for tech across the globe. It is absolutely inspiring to me and to the TechCrunch team to see what the Startup Battlefield 200 companies do. And that is what we show the world. It's what TechCrunch does and we're perpetually excited to do it. Tune in next week to hear from the winner of Startup Battlefield. We'll get an in-depth interview with the founding team describing their journey to the Startup Battlefield stage, as well as what's next for the company. Inside Startup Battlefield is hosted by me, Startup Battlefield editor Nisha Thambe. We're produced and edited by Maggie Stamitz and Grace Mendenhall. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator and Henry Pickabit manages TechCrunch audio products. Special thanks to all of our founders, experts, and the TC staffers who lent us their voices and expertise. Inside Startup Battlefield is part of the TechCrunch Podcast Network.